Welcome to the Spiritual Rabbit Hole, a podcast with spiritual mediums Nicole, Kristen, and Dee, Glenda. Join us as we tap into the spiritual realm, explore the mysteries of the universe, and guide you on a journey of self-discovery. Get ready to open your mind and connect with something greater than yourself. Let's dive into the Spiritual Rabbit Hole. What's up, everyone? Hello, hello, hello. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in today as we dive into the whole bunch of cool stuff that psychic mediums and all kinds of spiritual folk use. We're talking about tools that help us connect with the spiritual realm from old school tarot cards to runes and modern techniques like energy healing and remote viewing. We're covering the whole spectrum. Yeah. The tools and techniques that we're talking about today are like our secret keys to understanding the world in a whole new way. They're not just for spiritual gurus, Mm -hmm. but for anyone curious about what's beyond the surface. So get ready and take some notes because we have a whole lot to share with you today. The first thing we're going to talk about are tarot cards, oracle cards, angel cards, or any card read. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So there are differences between each one. Yes. Tarot cards are known for their complexity with 70 cards offering in-depth guidance inspired by European tradition. Yes. Yeah. Oracle cards are flexible and accessible, coming in all kinds of different themes and sizes for intuitive insights and personal reflection. Angel cards um, help connect you with the angelic realm and guidance, providing support and inspiration in a more spiritual context. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, G, you're our house professional tarot card reader do you want to give an example of how tarot reading works okay well (laughs) first of all explain it like a lot of because you used to have videos on youtube right well i used to do live videos on youtube for tarot reading so i would pull a three card um tarot reading for Mm -hmm. each zodiac and then i would read the the zodiac in the three card pull but there's all different uh, ways to do a reading. There's a the Celtic Celtic cross, cross Celtic right? Cross, yeah. yeah, and then um, the three card pool, the yes or no, or the past, present, and future, future card as yeah. well. Yeah. So there's different kind of um, spreads, right? Spreads. Yes. Yeah. And G is the one who works the most with with tarot cards. I think me, yeah. Chris, and you, I think are the same. We tend to do oracle and angel cards more than any more than tarot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only tarot deck I use often is an angel tarot deck, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like a tarot deck for dummies. Um, no. Meaning, like, no, no. Okay, that's not. I mean, not really for dummies, but it it breaks everything. That, as I'm talking, you can hear me flipping through my angel tarot <laughs> book, but. Um, it, it makes it easy because yeah. I'm not great with the tarot cards, but these are really great. But yes, I usually do Oracle or Angel and this tarot deck is a combination. Right. Yeah. And every like there's not I have nothing against tarot cards. I actually use them sometimes. I just feel a stronger connection to Oracle and Angel cards when I right. work. So and that's that's my recommendation to you. If you're trying to explore this as a tool to try out, don't force yourself to use tarot or over Angel or over Oracle or whatever. Whatever you feel drawn to yeah. is probably the first thing you should work. And you might start working with tarot and then realize, oh, wait, this doesn't feel connected to me and move more towards angel or oracle deck so Mm kind of just listen to your intuition and that's the same when choosing a deck now i'll be completely honest i've chosen decks in the past just based on the art and i did not have any connection with them (laughs) and then i've chosen decks that i don't like the art and i feel strongly connected to them (laughs) that's funny i feel like you have to 
I mean, some people will say, look at the art. If you feel drawn to the art, that's what mm-hmm. what's going to pull you in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put 100% of the, the choice on that. Right. Yeah. If you can go to a store and sense the energy and have a feel of it, if you can, mm-hmm. keeping in mind that if you go to a store and there's decks there, you don't want to be feeling it all, all over the place because other people are touching them and all that kind of yeah. stuff too. Yeah. yeah. And just to clarify, I am saying decks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> D-E-C-K-S Dex I wanted to talk about something when we were talking about the cards Um, because I know when I first started I was always kind of like eh cards now obviously I love them but I think because I had to understand how they worked yeah so to my understanding they work kind of with the law of attraction right cards where it's 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 coming from the question or intention that you are having like that's what draws it to you. Does that make sense? That's kind I, that, of a theory I have heard. Well, mm-hmm. that that might be true for some people. For me, yeah. when I when I do the life path readings that I do, it's a seven card spread. Mm-hmm. I listen. I'm told yeah. take that one. Yeah. yeah. Or I can feel the energy of the card. Like this is the one that's going to answer the question or the intention that's set. Yeah. That is um, true because there are different things. I'll sometimes like when I shuffle, I will for whatever reason will count to five in my head. But mm-hmm. then the next time I'll only count to two or it's like where I feel I need to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think your intuition. I right. Yeah. yeah. But you're always in and spirit. Intuition yeah. and spirit, I think, play a big part when you're doing cards. Yeah, because I always cards. get jumpers. So oh, jumpers. Yeah. Jumper. So yeah. So jumpers are um work when you shuffle your cards, something flies out. Like a card, a single a card single flies card. out. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's the law of attraction, the ones that jump. Yeah, see, I don't know. I yeah, think it's I like a spirit yeah. pulling it out of the deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. But I well, mean, everybody can believe something different yeah. and it might be something different each time. It might be, mm-hmm. you know, law of attraction sometimes. might be spirit another spirit time. Spirit yeah. other time. But no, then that again, makes sense. I tried doing, um, well, a deck where you shuffle and then you stop and you flip the card and then cu- the reading comes out the same the same way. Not the same same cards as as. It is, but just a different reading. Well, the same reading as the same. Still accurate. Yeah. 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 So, and it works different. I think it works different for everyone you work with. I think it works Mm -hmm. different for every deck sometimes. Mm -hmm. That is very true because I think you're right. Sometimes it's like I'll hear it and then sometimes it's I ask a question and yeah, I think you're right. It depends. Yeah. And then if you want to go further, there's also Lemore. Nemorian. It's a different de- kind of deck. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. It's different than tarot, right? Yeah. It's like a step further or there's there's something. It's a different kind of deck. Yeah. yeah. You read the, the actual pictures. Well, I think you do that. Well, I don't know. I, I tend to do that when I do the Oracle. Oracle and, cards. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Because spirit will draw my attention to a specific aspect of the picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd feel I can feel what that aspect of that picture is representing or what yeah. it's supposed to symbolize. So right. I don't know. I think it works different for everybody and every yeah. deck and every client that you work with too. So yeah. yeah. So if you're open to working with cards, it's a great physical confirmation for maybe some messages that you're getting. It might mm-hmm. help you with your own personal guidance if you're not doing tarot or oracle cards or angel cards for um, your business and you're not doing it for somebody else. You can use it for yourself too. Yeah, I think can. it can. A lot of people start with cards, you know, because they get that confirmation. Yeah. yeah. It's actually been a trend in TikTok that people have been giving giving cards. So my niece would be like, Auntie, I got a tarot card. How how do I? I was like, how, where did you learn that? <laughs> TikTok? Yeah. Well, that's funny. I do feel like when you when you start, it is good to also make sure if you're doing cards 
that you have some basis with setting intentions, protection, and clearing the game. Yeah, yeah. clearing. Another psychic tool would be crystals and crystal healing. Mm -hmm. So crystals are from Earth. Yes. Rocks from earth, guys. Rocks from earth. They bring good vibes and help balance your energy. Kind of like nature and natural energy boost. Yes. They work Mm -hmm. with magic and by absorbing, amplifying, and radiating energy. Each crystal has a unique vibe. And when you use the right one, it can help you align your and balance your own energy. So yeah. So here's some that we all use. Oh yeah. The the top three rock stars in crystal healing world. Rock are, stars. Yep. Get it. Rock <laughs> no stars. <pun> intended. <laughs> uh, rose quartz. Mm-hmm. It's the love magnet. It's all about self love, compassion, unconditional love, and emotional healing. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, I lost one of our family dogs uh, about a month ago, and G was kind enough to send me a rose quartz to help me through yeah. that. And I'm so grateful. Definitely leaning on that crystal a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Amethyst is also a great one for calming you, chilling you out, easing your Mm -hmm. stress, but also helping you develop your intuition. So Mm -hmm. for those of you who are working on your intuition, grab some amethyst because it's a great crystal to work with. Citrine, which I believe is one of Kristen's favorite, is a positivity Mm -hmm. powerhouse. It attracts abundance and it lifts your spirits and it's yeah. like a bright ray of sunshine. Yeah, it really is good for uh, self-confidence. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, so something else you can use are pendulums and sometimes pendulums are made of crystals. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're made of other things, metal or whatever. I've only yeah. seen crystal ones, so I can yeah. only speak to those. And pendulums... Um, will swing back and forth uh, depending on the question that you ask. Now, keeping in mind, the crystal that it's made of is hanging from a string or a chain. So that's how it swings. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, there is a chain and a crystal is at the end and you have to hold your arm and your wrist super still so you are not affecting its movement at all. You kind of have to do like a dinosaur hand, right? Almost. Oh, I think of it as a swan. I think of a swan. Okay. I think it was the snake. You know, I mean, that's snake, the salt. So are you on team oh, yeah. dinosaur, swan, or snake? <laughs> or salt. No, no. Sea- salt, salt. Oh, salt. salt. I thought you said a snake. I was like, sure. She did. I did. I, did. I corrected. Oh, okay. So if you could see us right now, we are all doing the weird hand motion for your pendulum. Mm-hmm. So you can ask, so you can ask a question and you can say, okay, show me yes. And mm-hmm. then you see how it swings and then you stop it back in the middle, right? And then you ask, mm-hmm. show me no. So right. then it should swing differently. So that way, you know, when you ask a question question, which one is yes, which one is no. And you also mm-hmm. ask for a maybe too, right? There's somewhere yeah. in between. Yeah. 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 You can. I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. So I remember like when I was pregnant with my my first two and my grandmother was still alive, she actually did this thing where she hung my wedding ring from mm-hmm. a necklace chain. Yeah. And she held it over my belly. Mm. Oh, I've I think heard it was this. over my and if it would swing straight, like back and forth straight, it was supposed yeah. to be a boy for obvious reasons. And right. then if it swung in a circle, it was supposed to be a girl. Oh, Okay. So it's kind of similar. And yeah. some people, that's how they use a pendulum is that they'll say if it's back and forth like a straight line, that's a mm-hmm. yes. Or if it's counterclockwise in a circle, that's a no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever spirit shows you and how they work or how you ask them to work the pendulum mm-hmm. is how it's going to work for you. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I was taught more so with pendulums when doing Reiki over each chakra, you hold it over it. Yeah. And depending on if it's a big circle, that means your chakra is very open. If it's little, it it could use some work. If it's diagonal, it's blocked Mm -hmm. or doesn't move at all. It's real bad. You're jumping forward to another. Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, that's how Mm -hmm. I have used pendulums. Oh, another one would be runes and I Ching. So runes are ancient symbols from the Norse traditions, and they're, they would be carved or painted on to rocks or stones. Yeah. And they would be put into a bag, and sometimes people would put their hand in the bag and pull them out, or you mm-hmm. like pour the runes out onto a table. And depending on if they were upside down, if, how they were positioned next to each other, it was like interpreted to answer certain questions and give guidance for different aspects of, the, of your life. Isn't just like isn't that just like bones? They put bones in yeah, the like bag chicken and bones, they chicken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like the I Ching is kind of similar in the sense that um either so I Ching is a Chinese system mm-hmm. of gaining guidance from casting coins. Yeah. Or even sticks, certain sticks. I forget what kind specifically. But if you throw the coins and they lay in a certain position or there's like heads, so many heads and so many tails, and it creates a hexagon hexagram p- pattern. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the sticks. If you throw the sticks and you find the hexagram pattern and that pattern represents a certain type of change yeah. and, and some kind of insight and helps with decision making and guidance. And those oh, are nice. really ancient divination methods. So yeah. it's really interesting. I remember when I was college, I was in college and I was trying to learn how to do runes. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get it. I did not. It didn't connect for me. Oh, yeah. So, same here. Yeah. I've never tried it. So another technique that some psychics use, or two techniques rather, are scrying and gazing. Oh, you like doing this. Oh, yeah. I was. Yeah. I didn't even realize what it was, honestly. Mm-hmm. So scrying is when you look into a crystal ball or a mirror or water, any kind of reflective surface, Yeah. and you gain visions in that reflective surface. Gazing is when you look into a flame or some other type of natural element, and you're able to focus your energy and receive visions in that. When I I first started doing readings, I would light a can I still light a candle, but I would light the candle and I would focus on the flame of the candle. And by doing that, I always think of the the movie, oh my gosh, with Kevin Costner where he's a baseball baseball player. My husband would know of it, know the name right. Field of Dreams. No. But he says clear the Bull mechanism. Durham? Bull Durham? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Kevin Costner's in that one. I don't remember who's in. Oh, that's but the his, other guy. His line is clear the mechanism and he's a pit, a pitcher and to focus his energy he he totally like zones out everybody else. Mhm. And he says, clear the mechanism. And that triggers that. So whenever – I would always think that and hear that in my head when mm-hmm. I would focus on the flame because I would tune out all the people around me yeah. and focus on the spiritual energy by focusing on that flame. And within that flame, I would be able to see a lot of stuff. I didn't know that it was called fire gazing at the time. Somebody had to tell me that later on. But yeah, so oh. that is a practice that you can consider. I'm not interested in looking into a mirror and seeing something reflected back that I'm not ready <laughs> for. So I've never tried this crying. Have you guys tried it before? You know I'm a wimp, so no. <laughs> I did um, with the mirror, but that was that was for my shadow work, though. Oh, See, like and looking, looking at back yourself. in myself. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I think yeah. I'm to myself too. That's hard when you when you do that with the shadow work, or when it's, you're doing inner child work. Yeah, looking it's kind of freaky when they start smiling back at you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Now I'm afraid to go look in a mirror right now. I'm like, oh my God, let's cover all the mirrors. But then, well, when I did it was I seen it smile and then the hurt 
then mm. it's, and then the, the crying comes comes in and like who yeah. hurt you and who is this i don't think that was me i think it was just like past life or yeah. like generational yeah. kind of thing so i'm like sorry you went through that but that's another episode. That's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. Okay, so another tool mm-hmm. that psychics will use mm-hmm. um, are aura photography or an aura readings. Now we yeah. all talked about when we got our aura photography done in <laughs> um, Sedona when Nicole freaked out the lady who was doing her <laughs> picture. G and I were sitting out there, and Nicole and the lady come out of the uh, the room, and I was like, "What did she say to her?" <laughs> Yeah, she freaked out. She's like freaked out. She knows, you know. Yeah, it was so funny because she took, so they take a picture of you and it mm-hmm. has the colors around you, right? Yeah. And yeah. and as soon as she saw a certain color around me, she got, she like, her eyes got big and she stepped away from me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you can see. Yeah. And I said, what? And she goes, I don't mean, and she pointed at her eyes, I don't mean this kind of see. And then she pointed at her third eye and said, mm-hmm. this kind of see. And I said, yes. And she got scared. <laughs> <laughs> she got like so nervous. And she it's a small room we were in and she kind of yeah. kept her distance from me. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up giving her like a little reading and she was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. And then she hugged me when we stepped outside. And you guys were like, why are you guys hugging? Why are you guys hugging? <laughs> I want to hug. I was like, I want to hug too. <laughs> But yeah, that was an interesting experience, mm-hmm. definitely. But I think we all three of us had a lot of the same. I don't know how yeah, accurate yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, she didn't, didn't tell me I saw. <laughs> but you see. You I can see. see. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I see. A lot. Point to your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> see me. I see you. I see. Yeah. So you see too, G. Yeah. We all see. We all see. So auras are believed to be energy fields that surround living beings mm-hmm. and they reflect a person's physical, emotional, and spiritual state. Uh, different colors and patterns in the aura can convey information about someone's mood, health, their character, mm-hmm. or beliefs. And yeah. it's not even just the color. It's, you know, it could be like I just recently saw an aura um, in one of my readings and mm-hmm. it looked like there was only half an aura. Oh. The other half was like missing. So it can, yeah. you know, when you see an aura, there can be holes in it. There yeah. can be parts missing if the shape's not quite right. So, um, yeah, I see it, one like that. Yeah, well, I was getting my teeth cleaned. Oh, Oh, that's right. (laughs) This was just the other day. Yeah, and she was really close. So she was cleaning my teeth and I can see her hand and her shield, no, her whole face, right? Mm -hmm. Then I seen green around her hands and then I seen a thin rainbow, a shot out to her forehead. And I'm like, ah. And she's like, you're okay. I'm like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, her hands are in your mouth, right? Yeah, I was like, hey, how do you understand us when you're in our mouth? They're really good at it. They are good. You know, I wonder, are they good at it? I'll try to talk the whole time. Right. Are they good at it or do they just like, yeah, I know, to everything. (laughs) Right. Oh, my goodness, really? like what do you do just you have do they just have those like yeah maybe they have maybe and... they have like intuition and they can oh maybe. they can understand never yeah. know good point good point <clears throat> so aura photography uses special cameras to capture the energy fields around a person then readers have to interpret 
the colors. Uh huh. Our next tool would be tea leaf readings. Yes, it's also known as tassiography. But these, um, this is a practice of interpreting patterns in the tea leaf, coffee grounds, and or other sediment left in a cup. Practitioners believe these patterns can reveal insights about a person's future or current life circumstances. Like yeah, in Harry Potter when they saw the Grimm. Remember that? Oh, he oh, was tea? Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Prisoner of yeah. Azkaban. <laughs> Are you getting paid for this plug right now? Yeah. <laughs> nice. JK Rowling. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> all right. So something all three of us strongly believe in is astrology, which yes. suggests a connection between celestial bodies and human events. Mm-hmm. So it assigns significance to the position and the movements uh, and the planets of the movements of planets and stars at the time of someone's birth, yeah. which is used to create a natal chart or also known as a birth chart. And this chart is then interpreted to provide insights about one's personality, the relationships and certain life events. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people with astrology, most people are only familiar with their sun sign. Yeah. But really, there's much more to astrology than just your sun sign. Yeah. Yeah. It just scratches the surface. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you know your birth date, your birth time, and your birth location, Mm -hmm. you can go online and look for a website that will give you a natal chart. And if you just explore it a little bit more and study it a little – I mean, you could pay somebody to – to interpret your birth chart also. Yeah. But it gives you a lot of insight to things that maybe you ignore, you dismiss, or you don't give the attention to that maybe needs the attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they're like 20 pages long. They are. Right? Yeah. They're long. Yeah. They are. And they can actually help predict your future mm-hmm. in a lot of ways too if you work with the right people. Yeah. yeah. But, but they're, they're also on your path, like kind of yeah. where your strengths are. Yeah. So there are also different kind of astrology, like the Western and Vedic. Then if you want to go deeper, you can do the human design. Yeah, human design is super detailed astrology. Exactly. Like I've been trying to learn that, just like learn my own chart. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my head is spinning. Mm -hmm. But it's really fascinating because it's extremely accurate and it's very precise. Yeah. And not just only does it help you recognize your strengths, it it helps you recognize your weaknesses. Right. Mm -hmm. And these, just in your natal chart alone, your birth chart, you can also um, explore the aspects of what it is that you're meant to work towards in this lifetime. Mm. Fortunately, mine is really boring. So if you look (laughs) at your nodes, your south node is what you came into this life knowing and feeling comfortable with. Your north node is the thing you're supposed to work towards in this lifetime. Is that right? I might have them backwards. Yeah. Okay. Your true north, that's where you have to, that's where you're headed. Yeah. That makes sense. So my south node is, of course, Pisces. Very spiritual. I'm very comfortable in the ethereal realm. I'm really good with being by myself and tapping into spiritual connection. Boring opposite. My north node is Virgo. I'm supposed to learn to be of service and do daily tasks. I'm supposed to be doing daily chores. And I'm like, I've been a stay-at-home mom forever. And all I ever did was laundry and dishes. And it's the things I hate them the most. No, they like service. They're like service. Active well, service. and I, I think I'm doing pretty good with being you of service are. to others. I was going to say, you're I'm mastering. That's something I've worked. You I've are. worked really hard on that. But and like some would argue task. that is not a very boring job. What you yeah. Do. yeah, that is a hard one. But the daily tasks one, yeah, the daily tasks, I <laughs> and hate being those. routines, having routines, I am the le- terrible. I hate, I hate every day being the same. I can't stand same. it. Hey, hey, guess what? My north node is Libra. <laughs> 
Welcome, G. I'll help you. You guide me with your Virgo-ness, and I'll guide you with my Libra-ness. I can't remember <laughs> my Balance. I got to look it up. Yes. <laughs> but so similar to astrology, there's numerology. Yes. Numerology is the belief in the mystical and symbolic significance of numbers. And this also ties in with what they call sacred geometry. In spirituality, it's used to uncover hidden meanings in numbers, names, and dates to gain insight into someone's life path, personality, and destiny. So there's a lot of different like numbers in spirituality. So there's, Mm -hmm. you have your life path number. Yep. And there's one with your name, and I can't remember what the name of that is. But um, so each number represents something different. So if you're, let's say, well, let's just go with your life path number, because that's the one uh-huh. we can remember. To get your life path number, you would take your birthday. Okay, let's say you were born January 1st, 2023. Yeah. You're going to add up the numbers in each section. So first, so you have number one, and then your middle section would be one. And then your last section, what did we say? 2023. So you would add up the two, two the zero, the two, and the three. Mm-hmm. Right. So what does that mean? Two plus two is four. Nine? Three. Yeah. No, four and three. One, seven. one, twenty. Oh, total nine. Yeah, sorry. I was doing that. Because you want to do them separate first. So you would take, take your one and you would take your one and you'd leave them. Then you would yeah. do the year because you would want to add up each number of the year. So 20 or two plus zero is two plus two is four plus three is seven. Then you take that answer and you would then add the other two. Then you would add the one and the one and that's nine. The nine. reason you split them up is because <clears throat> like, let's say you're born in 1984, right? What's, what is that? If you add all of one, those up. One plus nine is 10. Yeah. And then eight plus eight. four is 12. What? 12. Yes. Yeah, so you can't have a two digit number. You would split that up and you would add the one plus the two. You can't leave a two digit number. Unless yeah, you want to add master numbers. Right. You want to add all the numbers up until you get a single number. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you kind of have to break it down. So anyway, this, so the example we gave, the life path number would be nine. That would mean you would be reaching for enlightenment and wisdom in this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know what a cool thing is? Yeah. Me and Kristen are both 11s. So, and 11s are supposed to be all about like psychic abilities, intuitive, intuition. Mm-hmm. It's a master number. It's a master number. Mm-hmm. So if you get, so the only numbers you would not break down to a single digit are master numbers, which are 11, 22, and 33. Yeah. Mm. You can look more into numerology and explore your numerological numer, numer, numerology chart. chart. <laughs> and you could probably get a better description of how to add it than what we gave. So our next one would be um, dowsing rods are tools often L-shaped used in divination to locate water, mineral, or other hidden objects or energies. The practitioner holds them and believes that they move in response to the presence of what they are seeking. When the rods cross and or move, it's believed to indicate the, pre- the presence of what's being sought. So right. in spiritual practice, dowsing rods are often used to, to get yes or no answers from questions. It, be- it is believed that um, when the rods cross, the spirit is answering yes. And when the rods move away from each other, it's the answers being no. So, yeah. Have you guys ever worked with dowsing rods? I haven't, but I've seen this one lady on Instagram. She does. So Yeah, it's I pretty- saw her too. Yeah, I actually was just watching an episode, if you guys seen on Hulu, the new series, 
Living for the Dead. Mm-hmm. It's a really good series. It's about five like um, it's five queer ghost hunters who are it. spiritually like sensitive. Some of them okay. are tarot card readers that are also psychic. Some are mediums and like some are just ghost hunters and ha- you know do the research and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So one of them was using dowsing rods in the episode that I was watching. I think it was this morning, mm. and I was like, oh man, I wish I, I should get a I should get a pair of dowsing rods just to try it out. It looks so fun. I never, oh, yeah. I've never seen like anybody use it before watching that episode. So it was really interesting. Yeah, okay, it is really so- cool. It's kind of where you have to have your T-Rex arms almost. <laughs> or not quite. Maybe they just have to be di- by your You're side. You're really into dinosaurs tonight. <laughs> 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 so another technique that a lot of psychics might use is automatic writing. And this mm-hmm. is a process where a person allows their hand to write or type out without controlling that hand consciously. Yeah. It's believed that this act is allowing someone to channel the energy of a spirit or even just their subconscious mm-hmm. and and helps them with creativity and therapy and even spiritual purposes. I've actually used automatic writing in the past to connect mm-hmm. with my guides. Nice. I would write out a question mm-hmm. and I would ask my guides, you know, like, can you help me with this direction? Where is my focus supposed to be? And the answer will be written. Now, my eyes will be closed. Yeah. And I'll write it out. And a lot of the time my handwriting looks totally different from with the answer than it does with the question where mm-hmm. I'm consciously writing the question. Mm-hmm. And also like the wording will be different than how I than I how I would speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I've never had automatic writing quite like that. I think because it would be really hard for me to totally let go. I probably could now. I don't think I could have when I first started. Right. I think that yeah. would have been really hard. So I should try it now. But I do notice it's not quite like that, but how I get my messages best, like if I'm getting like a, a lengthy guide message is it's it's through writing. It yeah. make it's easy for me to channel the message when I'm mm. writing it out. Yeah, sometimes I'll get more when I start to write out the initial thing that I hear and then more will mm-hmm. come through as I'm writing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The next thing we're gonna talk about is bibliomancy. <laughs> yeah, that that's is a fun a word. Fun word. <laughs> It is a divination method that involves seeking guidance or answers by opening a book, often a sacred text, or it could be a random book that maybe has, is like a book of guidance and you just open up to a random page. Um, or you could, I guess you could use G's, G's holding, holding up a book, book of, of answers. answers. <laughs> so one of those. I also have an angel numbers book by Kyle Gray. We plug him a lot. We're still waiting to hear. <laughs> from him just kidding Kyle Gray but we do love you one of my clients sent me this book and it's kind of like we just said it's an angel numbers book and you just flip to a random page that you Mm -hmm. maybe feel drawn to sometimes what I do is I see where I feel drawn if I feel drawn to the beginning chunk or the ending Mm -hmm. chunk Mm -hmm. Um, and then you read whatever message it has for you but you could do a random book and whatever you read in the passage could make sense for you yeah I think it's funny because a lot of people do this with the Bible yeah Oh, yeah. They'll ask God for guidance and they'll grab their Bible and they'll flip it open and they're like, oh, it's this one right here. And I'm like, what do you think is guiding you to that? (laughs) It's spirit. Spirit. Whether it be God spirit, angelic Mm -hmm. spirit, your own spirit, there's something guiding you to that. Spirit, spirit. It all comes from the same thing. It's the same energy source. Our next tool will be Ouija boards and spirit boards. 
Now, Ouija boards. We're being afraid of it. Come on. They have an, well, so when I was a kid, I felt like it was like an intuitive thing. When I'd be at sleepovers and they'd break out the Ouija board, mm-hmm. I would always go in the other room. I'd be like, absolutely not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, see, I was the opposite. I was the one breaking out the Ouija board. Oh, I made my own, actually. In high school, <laughs> we would write it. I would make our own. It's like, hey. Of course, a quarter. of course you would, Jake. <laughs> Give me a quarter. So we use a quarter. It's like, hey, put your finger in a quarter. It's moving. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, so Ouija boards is a trademark board used, as in, used in divination to communicate with spirits. Typically, it has letters, numbers, and words of spirits to spell out messages. I think what it is with the Ouija board that makes people concerned is it's, it's something used by young kids who don't know what they're doing. Right. And that's what makes it more concerned. Yeah. You so. have to make sure you set up those boundaries mm-hmm. and make sure your intention is proper. There's or that of- or the movie. Yeah. I never saw a movie. movie. I never saw the movie, but I seen a- <laughs> it's probably creepy <laughs> as heck. Movie. That would not be on my list. <laughs> yeah. What's another one? Oh, the spirit boards are is more general terms of any board or surface used for spirit communication, which can include various design beyond the traditional Ouija board. The main difference is the name and design, so it's the same thing. Right. Same so thing. essentially you made a spirit board. Ouija's just a brand name. Yeah. yeah. His name was Zachary, by the way. <laughs> he named him Zachy Boy. No, I said, who am I speaking to? We- oh, Zachary. You know, when I did the Ouija board when I was like in high school, well, this mm-hmm. is, and this might be what kind of led to me going through a really dark time, mm-hmm. honestly, now that I think you were about on it. The Ouija board. See? Probably, quite possibly. Probably. But I asked who I was going to marry, oh. and it said Richard. Well, the oh. guy I was dating at the time, his last name was Richardson. So I thought, huh, maybe it's him. But no, now the man I'm married to, his first name is Richard. And so I was like, okay, there was some accuracy there. But there was a bunch yeah. of other stuff too that mm-hmm. did not happen, didn't yeah. come true. And it could have been somebody, you know, in my group and it's just a coincidence. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. So another technique that some psychics use is a technique called remote viewing. And mm-hmm. it's a practice of seeking information about a distant or unseen target through extrasensory perception, or Mm -hmm. some people believe it's astral projection. Ethical use involves obtaining information for beneficial purposes, such as research, locating missing people, Mm -hmm. or gaining insight while respecting privacy and consent. We do not suggest you use remote viewing for not, not personal gain or anything. No, yeah. and, and not just personal gain, but like to don't invade be, anyone's yeah, privacy. Yes. Don't, don't be right. a peeping Tom. Don't no. be a peeping Tom. What um, I think of we when we use remote viewing sometimes is when we, <clears throat> like if someone asks me, can you see what's in my house? Yeah. Like, yeah. I oh, feel yeah. like that's a lot of that's remote viewing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, honestly, there is, and I, I think it's been actually admitted to and documented now where they have used people in the past mm-hmm. for military covert. Yeah. The CIA had a whole yeah, they do. thing. Right. They famous- had a whole division for working with people to do remote viewing to spy on the enemy. I think in they the still Cold do. War. Well, they, they say they got rid of it now, but they probably they, still I don't do. think no, they did. But there's a famous medium, I think his name is like Ingo Swan, who would um, was like one of the main people and they would um, teach other people how to do it. People mm-hmm. that had no known psychic abilities that were in the government, they would teach them how to do it and they realized that everybody could do it. Yeah. Everybody can do yes. it. They can. This, this is was all documented that they said that everyone has these abilities. Yeah. Okay, so is- stay tuned because Kristen is very excited about an episode that Super she's going excited. to lead about the scientific proof behind psychic 
abilities. Yep. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Back to remote viewing. This is a really, really fun exercise that you can do if you are developing your abilities. Okay, so a really cool uh, developmental exercise that you can do while you're developing to do remote viewing is yeah. you can ask somebody to take a random object mm-hmm. and hide it in a room. So don't know what the object is and you don't know where they hit it in the room. Have them do it and then you sit, clear your energy, do all your stuff and then try to see what the object is and where it's hidden. It's an apple behind the book. There you go. (laughs) But it's, you can start really simple, but it's really good because you'll start to get, okay, if you get the shape right, that's a hit. If you get the color right, that's a hit. If you get the general region in the room, that's a hit. That's a cool one. And it helps you uh, trust your intuition. That's a good exercise. So channeling is when a living person gives permission to a spiritual being to communicate using their physical body. As to mediumship is a form of communicating with spiritual beings through their psychic abilities known as clairs. Yes. Now, I don't know if I've channeled channeled. Uh-huh. I'm not sure that that's something I have done. Obviously, I've done mediumship things, but mm-hmm. the channeling part, I'm not sure I've done that. Have you ever just sat back and let the good times roll? <laughs> sorry. Let, let Jesus take the wheel? <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. So that happened to me. I felt like I was just sitting in a chair watching everything unfold, and I kept spewing out whatever. It, it's not me talking. Yeah, it sounded like 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 light language yeah. when we when we witnessed you do that before, and you didn't really you weren't really aware. Yeah, right. I felt like I was in a theater, sitting down, watching you guys. That's awesome. gnarly. It's pretty cool. I was like, hey, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure I've done that. I don't think I've really done that either. I mean, well, me, what about when you guys um talk to talk then, like say, well, when I pray. Like, you know how you do your mala beads kind of thing? Well, I do mala beads and pray. And usually sometimes something else comes out kind of thing. So I would be praying. No? Okay. Just me then. No, keep going. Keep going. Well, I'd be praying. It makes sense for you though, G. Yeah. So go ahead. Tell us. Claire Cognizance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell us more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, I would just, well, praying with the mala beads are very, um, how do you say it? Like, meditative like meditative yeah, yeah it is very and you it, and it's flowing free flowing kind of thing so you keep i would keep going and sometimes i would pray for everyone whoever i i know you guys my family right and then i said my brother twice his name twice i was like and i stopped so why did i say his name twice i have no idea and then that morning my brother told me he had to go to the er and i was like oh, are you okay Oh yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I had to check on him. So he's fine. So we're just feeling sick. So that was them. Actually, you just reminded me of something that I don't. I don't think I would have ever thought of it Mm -hmm. um, until you said that. It it has. It has nothing to do with like spirituality when you think about it. Today, literally, this happened today. I was playing Guess Who with my son, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we were playing, and we it was right in the beginning, and it was all of a sudden. I just blurted out a na- Eric was the name of the the Guess Who character. You guys have played Guess Who, right? Where the other oh, yeah. person has the um, a certain person, and you What's have to name? guess it. Yeah, <clears throat> there's like 25 people. I just said, and I was trying to say, does your person have like blue eyes? But all of a sudden, I said Eric, and I thought, 
where the heck did that come from? I had, it wasn't even, like you said, it wasn't even you when you said like your brother's name. I didn't even have a thought of anything with Eric and I, and I didn't even know it came out till after it came out. And Liam said, hey, that's my person. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what the heck? I It was so weird. I don't know if that <coughs> really is channeling, channeling, but uh-huh. it wasn't from me yeah. at all. It just, I didn't even know it came out of my mouth until it did. Mm-hmm. Until you heard it. <clears throat> until I heard it. And I thought, mm-hmm. what the heck? But I was feeling really good mm-hmm. at that point. And I don't know if it was just easy to come through or something, but. Yeah. Or I think because just- I've been sick for a couple weeks, my, I haven't been great at communicating and keeping up my stuff Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if that was their way of like hey we're still here (laughs) (laughs) so maybe that was you reminded me of that when you were talking about how your brother's name just spit out yeah it just spit out like like why am I saying his name twice that's so cool though I mean you got the validation that Mm -hmm. your brother needed a little extra prayer Mm -hmm. that day why why (laughs) it's so weird yeah, I don't know. The closest thing to channeling I can think of if relating it to us, like what Kristen just shared, mm-hmm. there's lots of times in readings where I am totally unaware of what I'm about to say and I don't know it until I've, I hear it coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a type of channeling or if that's just claircognizance. Maybe they're very interlaced. Yeah. Very closely related. But I, I have that sometimes too. Like, yeah. oh, did I say something? That was good. That was good what I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I know that was happening a lot earlier in my reading. I was like, yeah. ooh, those are some gems I'm going to take with me, man. Mm-hmm. Those are good. I'll share one with you real quick just because it was really good. Yeah. Don't let someone else's pride make you go and hide in the shadows just so they can step into the spotlight. Oh. Bam, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good one. We better write that down. Everybody get out a pen and paper <laughs> and write that put, down. You should make a shirt. Yeah. yeah, I should make a shirt. Wait, I got it. Yeah, That'd be a very shirt. long how you, shirt. How do you pay spirit? <laughs> do they take Venmo? <laughs> Doing Bitcoin, work. they work yeah. with Bitcoin. You pay it when you pay it forward, you're paying them. Oh yeah, that's a good way yeah, to say it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so mediumship, obviously, we all three of us work yes. with mediumship, where we communicate with all types of spiritual beings. There are some people who believe mediumship is only speaking with departed souls, with those mm-hmm. who have crossed over. I don't believe that, but you're more than welcome to believe whatever you want. Yeah. Some people are more comfortable with just saying mediumship is talking with deceased people. People, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I just believe it's communicating with any spiritual being. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because we communicate with our spirit guides. Angels, angels. ascended masters. Yes. Archangels. Higher. A bit yeah. higher. A little bit yeah. more. Celestial beings. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we got to keep going. <laughs> So I think if you're able to tune into energy mm-hmm. and have a conversation with the energy that mm-hmm. is not seen with the physical eye, the, the energy is not seen with the physical eye, I believe that to be mediumship. Right. Absolutely. So another tool that uh, psychics and mediums use is uh, psychometry. And psychometry is reading the energy of an object or like a, pos- like a possession of somebody or 
even a building they could touch a building and read the energy from that um psychometry is a really good beginning practice too is that like if you say touch a um a watch or something and Mm -hmm. yeah messages from that watch or Mm -hmm. images past who it belonged to do you remember when we were in arizona actually in flagstaff Mm -hmm. and i touched that one Oh, the haunted place? Yeah, the haunted place. (laughs) And I was like, I think this used to be like a bar and there's like this guy. I know, we're like looking inside. Yeah. Looking at us like, where is it? What is it? (laughs) But yeah. And I shared before um, the practice with my good friend who was helping me develop my abilities where she had me hold the necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. She put one necklace in my hand with my eyes are closed. She's like, what do you get from this? And I was like, nothing. Oh, man, I suck. I'm not good at this. She goes, no, no, no. Hold on. My eyes were still closed. She put another mm-hmm. necklace in my hand. I held it and I was like, oh, I see a guy in a pickup truck and there's like a shotgun in the window. Mm-hmm. It's a blue pickup truck with a white line on the side or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, I said, that's weird. Why would I get that from a necklace? She goes, because I got that from my uncle who had a pickup truck with a shotgun in the back window that was blue with a white stripe on the side. And I was oh. like, oh, okay. Okay. That's how this works. I actually had a client recently who told me that she worked in an auction house. Mm-hmm. In the past, Ooh, and I was yeah. like, and I knew she had abilities, and I was like, oh my gosh, that must have been very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's a tough one. And she had a couple sh- stories to share with me, but it was pretty interesting. It's oh, not yeah. something I do regularly, but mm-hmm. in the past, early on, like what Kristen was saying, it, sometimes it helps people when they're first developing their abilities. Uh-huh. When I first did readings and I did them in person, I met with these two sisters. And they asked to give me something to hold on to. And it was in an envelope, so I couldn't see it. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like this is a driver's license. And it's, is it your mom's? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it was their mother's driver's license. And the mom was coming through and sharing all these stories. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it wasn't something I did regularly. Regularly. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something I did more when I was first starting out. My mom gave me a cool, she gave me two rings of my great aunts and one ring I was like I could tell she got it from like her parents it was a a celebratory thing and it had all this like light and happiness to it Mm -hmm. and then she hands me the other ring and I said oh this ring doesn't you know this one feels heavier in energy and I said I feel like it has to do with like moving I don't feel like this was her ring like the owner feels different and so that ring was really interesting she was moving And she was so upset when she was like in elementary school, my great aunt. And her teacher found this ring somewhere. And she felt so bad for my great aunt because she was sad about moving that she Mm. gave her that ring. So it was kind of cool. It was I could tell there was sadness around it. There was Mm -hmm. something to do with moving. And I didn't feel like it was her ring, you know, like she wasn't the original owner. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. So another practice that psychics and light workers and spiritual workers practice is energy healing. Energy yes. healing like Reiki, which is a form of chakra balancing, acupuncture, mm-hmm. massage, reflexology, yoga, sound healing, shamanic healing, crystal healing, and I could just go on yeah, and on and on. There's a lot, yeah. And some people might not even realize that some of the things I listed are actually forms of energy healing. Yoga is something I practice regularly. I was resistant a little bit in the beginning. I I stepped away from it for a while, but 
I kept being told by my guides it was necessary for me to find balance between my physical self and my spiritual self Mm. and get me grounded. And it has helped a lot. Mm. And I have the best yoga teacher in the whole wide world. So if you're listening, love ya. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. But that makes Mm. sense because that's what yoga was intended for. Yeah. The original practice of it. And massage too, you know, you were saying you wouldn't think that would be energy, but there's so many massage therapists, like I've read for a couple, I know you guys have too. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know they're a massage therapist, but I was like, you do some kind of healing work with your hands. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm a therapist. But when I do, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, uh, I don't know what Jay said, like manipulating manipulating them with energy or something like that. Yeah, I used to get one every month. (laughs) They're so good. They're so good. I have only had like two massages in my whole life. I have to, I'm very cautious of who's in my energy space. You guys know that. You know what I was going to say, Nicole? I wonder if that's why channeling like G channels would be hard for you because you would have to really step out of the way and you're very protective. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even, like, I really have to like the people that are physically interacting with my body. Right. Like my hairstylist, I had to like research her. I had to get comfortable with her. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I follow you wherever you go. (laughs) (laughs) No one else could touch these locks. I was like, nope, I trust you. You got good energy. I like you. Mm -hmm. That's one reason why I don't feel comfortable with massages because if I don't know the person well enough, you know, I don't want you to manipulate my energy. You right. know? Well, they right. can transfer stuff you don't yeah. want to do. So. And unintentionally, because, yes. you know, if they're unaware of it, they sometimes it happens unintentionally. Right. But yeah. But G does a lot of Reiki work. Oh, you yeah, know? I do. Yeah. And I, she's, I mentioned it before, she sent long distance Reiki to my husband when mm-hmm. he was in the hospital and helped him sleep. It's huge. Whenever we need like sleepies, because I'm like, gee, I'm still awake. <laughs> you know, she's like five to six hours behind us because she's in Hawaii and we're at East Coast time. And we're like, gee, we need some sleepy sprinkles. Yeah, sprinkles. <laughs> sleepy. That's why I need a shirt. Sleepy sprinkles. Sleepy sprinkles. Soon to be available on our merch website. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we should get some merch. Yeah, (laughs) we'd put some crystals up in there because, you know, I love so speaking, uh, continuing with the energy healing, I love Mm -hmm. to work with crystals for healing. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's something I took a class in, but it's just so fascinating to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, again, crystals are very grounding because they're a part of Earth, but they're they help absorb or they absorb and retain different types of energy. Mm -hmm. And they're they're what is the word molecular makeup changes the type of energy that they have or that they maintain and mm-hmm. how they influence us. Mm-hmm. But mostly the intention we put on those stones, on the crystals, affect us in the way that we ask them to. Yeah. It's really fascinating. It's really cool. Yeah. I love it. We need an episode just on crystals. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. So crystal grids. Yep. I yep. put a crystal – and I never thought to do this. I don't know why until this recently, but uh, my son had the flu – and the first night he had it, I decided to do a crystal grid around him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I never thought of doing that before when they were sick, but I just had a reading with someone and green calcite was what her guide said. And the thing mm-hmm. that stood out was like, you know, master healer of illness. And yeah. so then he got diagnosed with the flu a couple of days after that. And I thought, wait a second, I have so much green calcite. You have calcite. a lot of green calcite. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I have the pistachio calcite, which is yeah. basically green, and the Caribbean calcite is blue and green, and I have a regular just green. 
So I put them all around him in his bed. And he was really annoyed. He's like, what is this? And he tried to, you know, push it out. I was like, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep with these all around you. And you know what? I mm-hmm. He did not get nearly as sick as I thought he was going to get with it. That's good. And I put it on him the first two nights I had it on. You know, and I think you can even put it under his bed, bed if there's yeah. space under the bed so mm-hmm. that he doesn't yeah. knock it off or like, you know hurt himself if it's a big yeah, it's true they, it was uh like a six a pointy crystal. crystal yeah <laughs> but yeah so another one would be dreaming interpretation i don't know how to get into this i'm sorry <laughs> That's, do you, you do the, dream interpretation all the time you're the best at it you're the one that's always doing it. You're the one that calms me down when I have dreams that freak me out. I know you do. You do. Because you'll have dreams about like your kids in danger or something like that. And we're like, it's okay. And she's like, it just means new beginnings and ending of something. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh, she yeah. always can spin it well. It's like, I had this tragic death. Oh, that means blah, blah, blah. You're all good. What? Yeah. We're like, was it, wasn't it a dream? Was it in a dream that you saw G with a lion head? Was that oh, yeah, that's right. Well, what yeah. was funny is, yeah, G and I were both sitting at this bar in the dream or something, and all of a sudden I look over and she has a lion head, and she's l- licking my my <laughs> hand, like the top of my hand, like it was a paw. <laughs> I promise I won't eat you. Oh, my gosh, I wish we were videotaping this, recording the video right now. <laughs> Watching Kristen pretend to lick her own hand like a cat. <clears throat> yeah, it was really thing. cute. G was a cute lion. So She's funny. trying to take care of me. Rawr. So what would a lion mean in a dream? Well, usually lions represent strength, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. that's Leadership. why I... Yeah. Courage. Yeah. Courage. Yeah. Yeah. See, the courageous leader of all of us, G, <laughs> of like the light workers. Remember? Yes. That was like... So if you guys don't know, G actually started off as my client. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two. We had two. We had two sessions together, and I was like, "Yeah, no," because we talked. I think for like two or three hours for one yeah, of those I sessions. I was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, no, we just got to be like best friends forever yeah. because that's just gonna have to be how it is." Yeah. But the first reading I gave her at the very end, her guides were like, "Oh yeah, tell her she's gonna lead the light workers." And so I go, "Oh, uh, by the way, you're gonna lead the light workers. Uh, no pressure. Bye." And she's like, "Wait, wait, wait." wait. <laughs> See? Little did I know, was I going to be a part of the group of light workers that G yeah. would help lead? You keep saying about the it. crown too. I was like, "What crown?" Oh, yeah, I dreamt about that too. There was a crown. Yeah, and a crown like, just above your head, and you just yeah. had to reach it and put it on. And I did, and, and I'm like, "Why is it heavy?" Yeah, <laughs> why is it heavy? Yeah, isn't there a saying? The heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so dream interpretation, that's another one we, we use. Um, it's You can look it up, actually. There's a lot of books. Yeah, there's a lot of books, information online. And you just, I don't think you have to take it literally. That's why. Right, right. Because I remember dreaming, I was falling through the sky. Clouds was like, I could see the clouds. <laughs> I literally fell like off my bed. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> did I die? Wait, am I alive? Am I alive? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I think I think spirit uses, all types of spirit use a lot of symbolism. Mm-hmm. A lot of symbolism. Yeah. I think it's, it's important to not take every dream that you have literally 
Mm-hmm. However, I was going to say, there's yeah, a few. There are some people and some dreams that can definitely be premonitions mm-hmm. or opportunities for a heads up or. Yeah. But they you feel know. different, I think. Yeah. There's a different feel to them. Or, you know, loved ones can visit in dreams. I've oh, had yeah. that. Oh, that yeah. That feels totally different. That oh, feels so oh, different. Yeah. I know a lot of the time when loved ones visit in dreams, they don't usually speak, mm-hmm. but they can. Mm-hmm. It's more of you can feel their energy. Like a lot yes. of people will say, oh, my mom came and visited me in a dream, but she didn't say anything, but she felt really happy mm-hmm. and she was smiling. Yeah. And I'm like, absolutely makes sense. Yeah. They can talk. No. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's not super common. They're not usually having a big, long conversation that you Mm -hmm. can remember every single word. Pretty Mm -hmm. swift. But you might just remember, I sat and had a conversation with this person, but you probably won't remember the whole conversation. It's just the fact that they're letting you know that they're okay. Yeah, I do have dreams about that. Uh, Whenever I have a client, I would dream before, before meeting the client. It would be at a bench next to a beach or ocean. And then the, a tree next to the bench and I would sit down and they would come. And I would be like, who are you? <laughs> so the, the person, the living person would come or like their, no, their the, spirit people? Their spirit people, yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. it would be a lot of them too. Like a whole picnic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, so we're going off into like a tangent, a rabbit hole here. But yeah. there are quite a few times where spirit will show up early a day or two before a reading. And a lot of the time I have a lot of repeat customers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my regulars, I'm like, okay, I know who this is. All right. I'm comfortable with you. I know who you are, but give me a minute. We got a day before we're going to (laughs) talk, but I'm fully aware you're present. Thank you. Right. (laughs) But then there's other times where it's like a spirit that I don't recognize Mm -hmm. or even times where my husband has seen something. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, startling. And then like the following day, I would see the spirit that he saw yeah. in the house in my reading. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, I try to set those boundaries that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you're familiar with the spirit and you're comfortable with them, the boundaries might come down a little bit yeah. and they might feel a little bit more comfortable <laughs> yeah. coming around a little bit early. Right. Yeah. Or they or might just recognize push. them easier. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, or it's a spirit who wants to push the boundaries and just mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm here, get ready. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had a spirit guide do that once. Um, it was before a reading. John and I were going for a walk and it was like, you know, when you could feel someone behind you and their energy is like super strong and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I feel uncomfortable. But this one was funny. I it, They looked like, I was like, I feel like uh, Frida Kahlo is following us. You know, like the famous Mexican artist. That's mm-hmm. how she came through. And I was like, I think this might have to do with my reading. And I was thinking, why would she come through like Frida Kahlo? And I was like, oh, I bet you she's an artist. She was. Oh. But it was just interesting having her follow us on our walk, you know. Really? But it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, I had a very uncomfortable experience. Not, I think it was this year. So like a few months back maybe. And I was taking a shower and mm-hmm. prepping for a reading. And in the shower, a spirit decided to make their presence known. Wow. And poke my shoulder with a finger. Oh, no. And that shower That's ended no. real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the spirit was trying to talk to me while I was mm-hmm. like getting dressed and getting ready. Mm-hmm. And so I start the reading and I was like, okay, this is it was someone I had read before, but the spirit was new. And so I made a point to say, okay, there's someone new. It's a male energy. Mm. He made a point to make his presence known in the shower. Wow. 
And she's like, I know exactly who that is. And there was some connection. I think he helped Maybe build shower? her shower. Oh, really? Or like, yeah, he, he, I think helped her retile her shower, do something mm-hmm. with the shower. There was some kind of connection with the shower mm-hmm. and he had recently passed and he was very persistent energy in life and afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> so you think about it like, <clears throat> obviously to us, we would be uncomfortable with that. Yes. Do they do they not does it not occur to them like that would be uncomfortable for us? Or do you think they just don't care? Like Well, I think well one Yeah, one physical bodies are nothing when you become a soul, essentially. Right. right? But you would think they would maybe okay, she's probably not gonna like this. Yeah. Well their personality Yeah, they're trying to find a way to connect them and you to the client. But right. I mean, it was giving message... you a visual of a shower. Yes. Like yes. that would have been just fine. But it expressed his personality. Yes, it very, very well. And yeah. uh, but no, I definitely drew the line with mm-hmm. that spirit, and nice. was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But there's another factor that may have been involved is because when I take a shower, it's a cleansing. Uh, yeah, it's not just a physical cleansing; it's a spiritual cleansing, and I do start to connect when I'm in that space because mm-hmm. it's part it's part of my ritual in a sense. And I think that I did not have my boundary boundaries up as strong as I probably should have. <laughs> so you maybe were kind of half open and right. thought, oh, she's open. That is true, though, because I do try to meditate in the shower or sometimes I'll have some visuals in the shower. Yeah. The water helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do actually receive, like we've told, you know, Rick's probably going to try to create something and, and get a patent for some kind of whiteboard that I can put in the shower because- you know, there's been many times I've sent you guys voice memos yeah, where I'm dripping yeah, yeah. and the shower is running yeah. in the background where I'm like, hey, guys, this just came to me. And yeah. yeah, that's happened a lot. But he's like, you need to write it down. It's like, I'm soaking wet. What am I going to write? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I even yeah, try to write on the, on the – Yeah, I tried to yeah. write in the shower wall on the yeah. steam. But by the time I get out, of course, it's gone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know what you need to get is the shower crayons that kids have. Oh, genius. But they're kind of hard to write with. But you could try. Well, I just think like, yeah. Do the recording. Yeah. Just yeah. use your phone as a recording. I just got to put it closer to my shower. shower. <laughs> and not get it wet at the same time. You don't have, you don't have, a, have a, a place to put it in your phone. Not where it won't get wet. Oh. In the shower? Yeah, oh. I don't either. I have I have a place where you just put it. Oh so you goodness. can hear your music and stuff too? Yeah. yeah just, I, I just pray to God that the water don't hit something. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh. Just get a waterproof Bluetooth speaker. Waterproof oh, yeah, Bluetooth. I don't, I don't know where I put it. Yeah. Okay, it. we're way off, guys. Yes. Let's get back, to, okay. back on track. Something else we want to talk about is past life regression, and that's that's pretty cool. Now, there are some people who can lead you through a past life regression, almost like a hypnosis, or there are psychics and mediums that can see your past lives. Sometimes right. that's just... Um, reading Akashic Records, which I don't know if we've talked about those, but that's like energetic records of everything that's ever happened to you in any lifetime, um, past, present, or future, right? It's mm-hmm. like the universe's book, yeah. right? Well, you know, so there's some, I know okay. some, like, so there's some, um, I got to go back because Dolores Cannon, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. did she did hypnosis and some past life regression, just like Dr. Brian Weiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not actually spiritualists, right? Are they? No. So. Well, Dr. Brian Weiss, who wrote 
many books yes. on the topic, um, but the main one, which is one of my favorite, is is it? I always get it backwards. Many, many lives, masters, many, many masters. Yeah, that was yeah. my favorite too. That's a really good one because oh, yeah. he he's a psychiatrist or or yeah, same so mm. many many bodies. I think he has several books. Yeah, yeah the did. the one I love is Messages from the Masters. Yeah, um, that one might be my favorite. So he was like a clinical or is a clinical psychologist, I think. And yeah. he started exploring the idea of hypnosis mm -hmm. and in as like a form of therapy. And in a session with one of his clients, she started to discuss what he found out to be her past lives. Mm -hmm. And through each session, there was a new past life. And based on the information that she provided in these hypnotic states, mm -hmm. he was actually able to confirm several of her past lives by doing research mm -hmm. and that's what got him like holy cow this is real because like how would she have been able to know some of this stuff and a lot of details and it's really fascinating so that really opened him up mm -hmm. to the whole concept of past life regression and all this other kind of topics on spiritualism mm -hmm. so yeah yeah yeah, and you but, can go um, – he does, like, huge seminars where he'll lead, like, 400 people through, like, a hypnosis so they can mm -hmm. get a glimpse into their past lives. So he's pretty cool. And just so you know, hypnosis doesn't always mean you're completely under and unaware. Yeah. There are partial hypnosis mm -hmm. techniques where you're very aware of what's happening, but you're kind of in this meditative subconscious state yeah. where you're able to move through a guided meditation in a sense mm -hmm. and explore right. your own inner knowings mm -hmm. and explore your past life and explore even if you don't even want to go that far back and you just want to go to like your childhood that maybe you don't remember, you, yeah. that's even possible too. So it's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah He's actually people through regressions where they can remember things in the when they were in the womb of the mother yeah yeah which was pretty crazy things that yeah. the mother could then go validate mm -hmm. to me that was like whoa it's pretty cool i want to try to do that yeah you do that g you try <laughs> that on us i okay yeah. speaking of g has actually worked with did she do it with you too right Kristen? didn't both of did i do i think we tried that one time remember when i was oh like yeah yeah that's right away and you had to catch me yeah, oh, yeah, G G has walked both of us through <laughs> yeah. a pa past life regression meditation type experience. It was more like astral projection. Yeah, in the house that we've talked about in the astral <laughs> plane. We, we like we've, to visit. That, that's going to have to be a, its own episode because think, it keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah we, we've had some. We've had some crazy, crazy. Not crazy slash. I mean, like crazy cool, fascinating, like holy s h i t, yeah, level. Yeah, and the rooms keeps changing, so that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah we have to really do an episode just on that house. We do. Okay, we do the house. Now you can see your own past lives and stuff like that. Um, I've seen my a couple of mine it was on accident, but I have. Um, but yeah, you can always lead yourself through meditation too if you're seasoned in meditation yeah 
see your own past lives as well. So as you know, uh, I'm sorry. So as you now know, there are a lot of different tools and lots of different techniques that you can use as you explore your connection with the spiritual realm. Keep in mind, this isn't even all of them. Yep. So we encourage you to explore the different techniques and tools that piqued your interest, but please do so respectfully, safely, and ethically. So in any of these practices, be sure to set boundaries, set spiritual energetic boundaries. Make sure you are very specific with your intention. Mm -hmm. Whenever you connect with the spiritual realm, you want to intentionally only connect with entities, energies, beings who are going to work with you for your highest good and the highest good of everyone involved. You don't want to be doing remote viewing and peeking in like a peeping Tom Tom, on anybody without permission, that's Mm -hmm. not something you should do. All these these practices require respect, safety, and morals. So be mindful of that as you move forward in your exploration of all these different tools and techniques. Yeah. So if you missed our last episode, go have a listen because it was a good one. All about psychic abilities and, and how they help your personal growth. Stay tuned because our next episode will drop in a week and it's all about navigating the ethics and responsibilities connected to developing and practicing your psychic abilities. We are so glad you joined us here today at The Spiritual Rabbit Hole. Remember, your time with us doesn't have to end here. Keep exploring at soanavoyage.com for more spiritual resources and services. And don't forget to subscribe. So you don't miss out on anything. Follow us on Instagram at Voyage. Thanks for being part of our spiritual community. Bye for now. Love ya. Peace out.